This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Because I Said So with your host, moi. John Rosemond, heretic, family psychologist, author of some, depending on how you count them, between 15 and 20 books on parenting and family issues, uh, internationally known, wow, (laughs) public speaker, Um, let's see, what else, Uh, husband of 50 years to the same woman, Willie is her name. Father of two now 40-something-year-olds and grandparent to seven, ranging in age from 14 to 23. I think I tend to lose track. If you want to learn more about my parenting and family ministry, you can go to John Rosemond, and it's J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D, You can find my speaking schedule there, where I'll be in upcoming weeks and months. The last several columns from my nationally syndicated newspaper column, which may or may not appear in your area. And if it doesn't, go to your uh, local newspaper and tell them that uh, it's free. All they have to do is uh, run it as living with children and run my photograph and a brief tagline, and they can have it for free. No other strings attached. How about that? So one of uh, my messages, or one part of my message, is that the raising of children is really quite simple. It's not complicated. We made it complicated in the late 60s and early 70s when we began listening to people like me. What do I mean by that? People who populate the mental health professions, psychologists mostly, tell us how to raise kids. We, in so doing, substituted a child rearing based on bogus psychological theory and therefore bogus professional advice for a child rearing that was based predominantly on biblical principle. In other words, as the schools were doing with prayer, so the American parent did with parenting. We threw God out of the process, and we've been paying a pretty terrible price for that ever since. And more specifically, the people who have been paying the price are America's children and America's mothers. In the last 50 years, the mental health of the American child has deteriorated by a factor of 10, now, now, pick up on the irony of this, ladies and gentlemen. Since we have been listening, since the American parent has been listening to psychologists and other mental health professionals advise us on how to raise children properly, the mental health of the American child has deteriorated by a factor of 10. Today's child by age 16, when compared with children in the 1950s, is 10 times more likely to experience a serious emotional setback. 
ten times more likely. And the American parent doesn't seem to get it because almost invariably, as problems in the raising of a certain child accumulate at some point, the typical American parent picks up the phone and calls a psychologist. Well, folks, here's the simple fact. People in the mental health professions are not going to be able to help you with problems that are caused by advice from the mental health professional community. It's just that simple. If I was a conspiracy theorist, I would think, wow, what a scam. You give bad advice and then you profit from it. By the way, I am a conspiracy theorist. I do believe that there was another shooter or shooters on the grassy knoll. And I don't believe Antonin Scalia just died in his sleep. But anyway, back to the subject at hand here, which is what we call parenting. So I'm going to toot my own horn here. Uh, in so doing, I've I've got to tell you that as a biblically grounded evangelical, I'm taking a huge risk because I am told in the word that I am not to promote myself. So how do I rationalize what I am about to do? Ah, yes, I can say without a trace of guile that since my message to parents is not mine, but rather his, with a capital H, that I am but a messenger. I am not promoting myself, therefore, I am simply proving that indeed the truth does, in fact, set people free. Oh, just realized I forgot to uh, elaborate on the fact that mothers have also paid a terrible price for listening to mental health professional advice. Over the last 50 years, for the American mother, child-rearing has gone from something that was a relatively easy, straightforward, commonsensical, down-to-earth, uh, not highly stressful by any stretch of the imagination, to the single most stressful thing that a woman will ever do in her entire life. And of course, I'm not talking about all women. I'm talking to an average, a norm here. I mean, I've even had, this is tragic, I have even had women tell me that if they had known how difficult and stressful the raising of one child was, that they would never have elected to have even one child. Well, here's a fact, folks. If you discard God from any area of life, that area of life is going to become problematic. And that's what we did. I mean, even in the Christian home, folks, l listen, as I go around the country in my guise as a public speaker, and yes, that was my cell phone in the background, and I have put it on airplane mode. So anyway, on with the show here. This past Monday morning, I spoke to uh, a mops group at Temple Baptist Church in New Bern, North Carolina, which just happens to be my hometown, as many of you already know. New Bern, two words, B-E-R-N. Very historic, pretty town, 35,000 people, but jumping with cultural opportunities and good restaurants on the eastern, uh, in the eastern part of the state, uh, right on the Noose and Trent Rivers, 
My wife and I have been here a little over three and a half years, and we just love it. And by the way, for those of you who would be interested, I am doing a two-day, what I call Parent Retreat Weekend on Friday and Saturday in late June here in New Bern for a small group. I'm taking no more than 20 parents and uh, locking them in a room for two days and taking their parenting apart and putting it back together again. Uh, We're going to have a lovely dinner at a lovely restaurant here in town and a private dinner, and we're going to have a mixer here at uh, our house one evening. So if you'd like to be part of that group, go to my website, johnroseman.com, and you can sign up for it. So I... uh, Uh, I spoke to this mops group for about 90 minutes, all told, and during which I said that God's word is sufficient for all things. Scripture is sufficient for all things, including the raising of children, and explained, as well as I'm capable, what scripture says about children and how to properly raise them, properly meaning according to God's instructions. And I talked about how to properly apply those instructions to the proper discipline of children. It's very simple stuff, really. The understandings in question are already written on our hearts. God has prepared us for raising his children properly. This is not a practical joke that he has played on us. He wants us to do this properly, and he has given us an adequate set of instructions with which to do so. We all, and mothers especially, dare I be so non-egalitarian, simply need to get back in touch with biblical principle and biblical instruction concerning the rearing of children, get back in touch and back in sync with this stuff. So later that same day, I received the following email from a woman who leads the MOPS group in question, actually the two women who lead the MOPS group at Temple Baptist here in Newburn. And uh, here's what the email says. It's from one of the moms in attendance that morning. Many of the moms who attended, well, actually this first part is from one of the leaders of the group. Many of the moms who attended have already commented about what a positive impact this morning's presentation has had for them. Here's what one mom said just this afternoon. Now, this is like three hours later. After coming home and following John's instructions, and they're really not my instructions, I'm just interpreting God's instructions and, and, and kind of demonstrating in front of the group how to apply these instructions to various parenting situations. After following John's instructions for five minutes, I realized this stuff works. I am shocked. I am enjoying my afternoon, and my toddler picked up her own toys. And the same mom then follows up with, She, my daughter, asked about dinner. I told her it was chicken Alfredo with broccoli. She said she was not going to eat it with broccoli. She wanted it without broccoli. I told her I wasn't fixing special dinners anymore that a doctor had told me that she needed to eat her food without complaining or go to bed right after dinner. My toddler daughter said, okay, and later ate her entire dinner without a word of complaint. What a wonderful thing it is to not have to listen to frequent tantrums. And then the women who lead the mops group, the older women who lead the mops group in question said, 
thank you for blessing us so richly. And my response to her was, I accept those compliments in his name. As it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will keep your path straight. Okay, folks, we'll be back right after this break from American Family Radio. Stay with us. So welcome back to the show. I'm John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So, and it is all about what we call in America today parenting. What an interesting word, parenting. It's formed by taking a noun, parent, adding ing on the end, and transforming it illegitimately into a verb. Like uh, other words of the same sort, uh, trucking, hoeing, gardening, hammering. In other words, folks, when you take a noun and you add ing to the end of it and you transform it into a verb, the verb in question is almost always about work. And so it is no surprise, is it, that today's parents and mothers especially regard what is now called parenting as work. When mothers in previous generations, uh, I'm talking about my mother's generation being the last generation of women who reliably felt this way, and generations before that, felt that uh, the raising of a child was just something you did, that it was a natural, normal part of a natural and normal life, that it was not work, it just was. As a 95-year-old woman told me once, I was sitting next to her on an airplane going out to California, and we had a lot of time to talk. And and by the way, 95, she had raised her children in the 30s and 40s and early 50s, and her children were five of them, I believe, all successful, doing well, uh, you know, no nervous breakdowns, no no incarcerations, and um, I, I... you know, we were sitting next to each other and she'd gotten on the plane without any assistance, no wheelchairs, no anything like that. And um, she was quite uh, mentally alert and and spirited. And she was going uh, to California to visit her first great, great grandchild. What a blessed life she has led. And uh in the course of this conversation with her, I, I I asked her this question. I said, "Let me let me. I'm curious about something. When you were raising your children in 30s, 40s, early 50s, did you and did your female peers did you generally feel that the raising of children was difficult? That it was uh, stressful, hard?" that it uh, required great concentration, great thought, that you needed to read a lot of stuff in order to know how to do it properly? And uh, did it wear you out on a regular basis? And she looked at me (laughs) with this puzzled uh, look, 
and uh, and and I got to tell you, she was smiling slightly, so it wasn't completely puzzled. She must have known what I was talking about. I was talking about this generation of mothers. And uh, she said, no, John, of course not. It was just something you did. What a healthy attitude. Just something you did. Like eating a meal, getting up and getting a glass of water, putting on your clothes. Just something you do. Why, why has it become something other than just something you do? Why has it become for the all too typical, all too average American mother, why has it become something burdensome? Why has it become so difficult? Why do women all over America tell me that this thing that we now call parenting is the hardest thing they've ever done in their lives, the most stressful thing that they've ever done in their lives. You know, when I, in front of an audience, ladies and gentlemen, when I say, please answer yes or no collectively to the following, parenting has become bad for the mental health of women. There is a chorus of yes. Nobody says no. And by the way, I make it clear, I'm not talking about every single mother, but even mothers who don't experience the raising of children these days as stressful, burdensome, difficult, anxiety-arousing, anguishing, etc., 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 they know that those adjectives apply to most of their female peers. And the answer to my own question is quite simply, we tossed God out of the equation in the late 1960s and early 1970s when we began listening. And and folks, before I go any further with this, you know, this is a theme that I, I come back to regularly in this show. And why do I come back to it so regularly? Well, for the same reason that Rush Limbaugh talks about liberalism so regularly. Liberalism, to him, has become a poison in culture, American culture, and he talks about it. And I believe that mental health, professional parenting advice has been toxic to child-rearing and has been toxic, therefore, to the family and has been toxic, therefore, to school, community, and culture. And so I talk about it. And yep, I talk about it on a regular basis. Why has the raising of children once regarded as, you know, something you, as the 95-year-old woman on the airplane said, just something you do, just something you do. How has it become transformed in 50 years from just something that you do, a normal, natural part of life, into the single most stressful thing that a woman will do in her adult life, entire life for that matter? And the answer is because we tossed God out of the equation in the late 1960s, early 70s, And we began listening to people who represent 
what is arguably the single most atheistic profession in America. Mental health people, psychologists primarily, clinical social workers. You know, I said arguably. It is possible that the field of journalism is populated percentage-wise by more atheists than the mental health professions. But uh, I'm going to tell you, if, if, if so, it's only by a nose. Regular listeners to the show know that I was an atheist until around 1992 when I began reading books that argued against Darwin's theory. And by his grace, I am an intellectually honest individual and uh, so came to the realization that uh, Darwin's theory was bereft of evidence and bereft of logic and that there was only one evidence-based logical explanation for the existence of the universe and every single atom within it, and that was God, a creator God. Now, I didn't accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior until about eight years later in the year 2000 as a consequence of reading another book by, in this case, Lee Strobel, The Case for Christ, a former atheist who himself came to Christ through a logical, rational process. But as a consequence of my own history, I can look back and realize that my entire graduate school indoctrination was an indoctrination in a secular, humanist, behaviorist, Freudian worldview. And as a consequence, you know, what, what all of those uh, labels boil down to is an atheistic worldview. Every single major psychological theorist, Sigmund Freud, Carl Rogers, Abraham Maslow, B.F. Skinner, the whole nine yards, they were atheists. And we, we were seduced into believing that these people, because of the capital letters after their names and their impressive titles, knew what they were talking about. And we headed down a road never traveled by any culture at any time in the rearing of children. And we've paid a terrible price for this. As Robert Frost says in his poem, you know, the, we took the road never traveled, and it has made all the difference. Yeah, when you toss God out of any equation, you're not going to make things better. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, folks, that he is sovereign. When you deny his sovereignty in any area of your life, you will bring down problems on your head. And, and this is what's happened in America. And, and here's the thing. You know, I talk about this a lot, but in, in the final analysis, this problem is easily cured. And the woman who attended the MOPS program, and by the way, the leaders of this MOPS group have told me since that the positive feedback has continued to flow in such that they have scheduled a special meeting, a 90-minute meeting for them to just ask me questions. And, you know, 
folks, I am not promoting grace-based parenting, and I am not promoting attachment parenting, and I am not uh, promoting gentle parenting. As I have said in, in recent shows, I am promoting nothing more than God's instructions concerning children and how to raise them properly. It is biblical parenting. It is the truth. And the solution to the parenting problems that we are having in America today at a widespread level is very simple. It's simply replacing lies with the truth. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show as much as I enjoy doing it. And I am here every Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, all across America on American Family Radio exclusively. I hope you'll join me next week. Same time, same station. Until then, God bless you and God bless your families.